Today, we are down here at uh, the Butcher and Baker in downtown Modesto, as always, Food Fix. Um, and today I'm here joined with a special guest. This is Walter from Last Call Brewing Company in Oakdale, California. What's up, Walter? Nothing really, just um, hanging out at Butcher and Baker on Two Pint Talk with you. That's what's <laughs> up. No, it's been, a, it's been a good day, and this is a great way to, uh, to end it for me. So I'm excited to, uh, to chat with you. Nice. Well, uh, today we're going to drink some beer, of course, from Last Call. Since we have the brewer, we might as well be able to try some beers and check out some, um, you know, get the inspiration, get the, the lowdown. The, the inside scoop. Yeah. So uh, today we might end up drinking three beers. We ha- we don't know. I mean, it just kind of depends on, on what happens after the second one. But uh, the first beer we're going to drink is the Golden Oaky. And this is a golden stout. Um, yeah, this uh, this one is the this is actually the second time that we've made this beer. We made it once last year, and uh, this time we put it in cans. So we're excited to get it out to quite a bit more people. Now. Nice, and then then this way they can lay these up too, because the, I don't know how the golden stout's gonna lay up nice. I mean, I know regular stouts would. So yeah, it, it should it should hold up just as good as any other stout. I mean, golden as you'll see in a second when you pour it refers to the color. Um, but, I mean, there's not big hop character in it. All the flavors there are flavors that should last quite a bit. So uh, you should be able to have one of these now, fresh, or, you know, in a couple months and still, still get quite a, yeah, still get a good, uh, good experience with it. Okay, cool. And this is a, this is a golden milk stout. It's with uh, the Wander Roast coffee, smoked hazelnuts, and vanilla. It contains lactose. Isn't that just like uh, milk sugar? Yeah, lactose. For, just, yeah. just milk sugar makes it nice and creamy. And that's something we have to throw in there, though, because... Toast is an allergen, so you know, yeah, absolutely. Knows there. Absolutely. Oh man, it's a different characteristic than I thought it was going to be. It's uh, oh yeah, definitely dark, dark straw. It's uh, almost kind of orange, a little nice orange cube to it. Yeah, it's got a, it's uh, got a little bit of a mm. dark gold color to it. Is yeah. what I would describe it as. Uh, yeah, almost copperish. Yeah, it's it's uh gets down there. It's a, a good-looking beer, I think. I really I really like the way this one came out. And the nose on this beer, I'm always amazed by. Oh, my God. I, I take a whiff. So. You know what this... I had a beer a while back. Um, shit, I want to say it was with... I want to say it was from Rogue. And it was a... Um, they used a, a light beer roast. And they made like a golden... I don't know what it was, but... Okay. It kind of has a similar taste to this. This is real nice. Like it's it's a very coffee forward. I yeah. get the coffee. The end I get like some real nice vanilla hazelnut combination, which is like it's kind of it's it's uh, kind of gives me like a winter feel. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. We uh, you know I, my goal when we made this was for it to drink like a uh, 
kind of like a hazelnut latte, you know, like a, exactly. like a drink you get in the morning at the drive-through before you're heading to work. So uh, I think we kind of hit the nail on the head there. Um, I get big, big coffee right right off the bat. The coffee is so strong, up. which is interesting because like usually when you're getting a, a coffee stout, they're so dark. And, yeah. and for me, I, I like stouts. They're not my favorite. I prefer triples and double IPAs and now fruited sours. But this one, I feel like I could drink a lot of. Like for me, stouts is one of those things. I drink one stout and I'm like, all right, I'm good. If I drink yeah, two, yeah. then I kind of, it's too much. It's a little bit heavier than yeah. than. yeah. But this, man, this is, it's just, it's a clean finish on the drink. It's one of those things where it doesn't feel as heavy, but still has all the flavor. Yeah, we, uh, so, so as I said, when, I, when we open this up, uh, the first thing I get is that, that coffee aroma, uh, and then when I drink it, you know, the coffee kind of fades into that, that vanilla nuttiness. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think we did a pretty good job at rounding out all those flavors that we put on the label. It's super balanced so. in those, like, I, I get the exact, that's exactly it. The coffee hits you right away, and then it just fades hazelnut, vanilla, and then just smooths out at the end, like... But man, it yeah. is definitely tasty. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, we, um, we, we, I and we at Last Call Brewing kind of, if we put what, whatever we put on the labels, what we want the person to, to taste when they drink it. So we do a really, really, uh, we try to pay attention to making sure that's the case. And I think we really, we got a coffee golden stout with hazelnuts and vanilla here. Like, I think Fucking we, A. Yeah, that's I think exactly it. it. Those, so. and, and these, uh, the Wander Roast, who are they? Yeah, so Wander Roast is a local roaster here in, uh, in Modesto, Riverbank. Um, so they're local guys. We've worked with them with, on beers before. Uh, I just, you know, I looked for a local coffee roaster, and, and they were one of the ones that popped up. Sweet. So I, I talked to them. I was able to go out to their uh, roastery, their beanery. Um, I don't know the exact term. <laughs> but, sure, sure. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, we went out to their, their roastery to pick up the beans, and they showed me around their facility. And oh, that's cool. Showed me the big round coffee roaster that they have that they roast all their beans on and uh yeah it was it was really fun and um those guys as i said before we brewed this beer last year um, and i can get into the story behind why we made this beer in a little sure. bit but uh, so i reached out to them then and you know they shipped the coffee i didn't really talk to them a whole lot uh, but then we worked on a, a different beer called savage af which was a coffee porter um, mm. with them again and then finally back to this golden oaky and they just gave us a nice light blonde brazilian roast yeah that's what i was wondering um, and, and that's how we got all the coffee flavor that's all from their beans uh, you you mentioned a lot of darker stouts have a lot more of a stronger coffee flavor yeah i think a lot of that comes well i don't think it's a stronger coffee flavor this the, this is one of the strongest coffee flavors i've i've ever really gotten out of a stout but it's uh it's just heavier i don't know really how to explain okay. it like okay. I, the coffee flavor in this is ridiculous and i think it's because it's a lighter beer yeah, you yeah. know what i mean so that's kind of what i was getting at was ours all of our coffee flavor in this beer comes from the coffee beans okay. whereas when you have a, a darker stout you're gonna have a lot of roasted malts and, and that's gonna that, give that it's gonna enhance that coffee okay. that coffee roasty right, smoky right. flavor and here we're pulling all of that from the beans so i think you get a bit more of a pure coffee flavor as opposed to pulling some of that from the darker malts as well okay what kind of malts are you using with this uh, this beer uh, has a few different ones uh, you're gonna make me think about it right now um it is uh, two row base you know just two row um, malt to, for the majority of the base um we do have some biscuit malt in there just i mm. wanted a little more bready a little 
little more body yeah, to it. And you definitely get that on the nose. There's some uh, some flaked oats in there too, just to once again add to the body and, and make it a little bit of a fuller beer. Oh yeah. It's a pretty simple grain build, nothing too crazy. Right. But we get crazy with the adjunct in this, you know, all the all the extras that we add to it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And how do you go about putting something like um, like roasted hazelnuts in this? Uh, so we we smoke the hazelnuts uh, right. instead of roasting them. Or smoked, yeah. Yeah, and that that came about. So with this beer, uh, we have a uh, there's a, a gentleman who runs a barbecue truck by the name of the Smokin' Oki. He's based out of Oki. Okay. Okay. And uh, last year, before he got married, he wanted to buy kegs from us for his wedding. And uh, his wedding was a few months away, and so him being a pretty good regular customer and being one of our food vendors, sure. I said, hey, well, how about we just, uh, if we could brew a beer for your wedding, what would you want it to be? Yeah. And and he just said, hazelnut. I want hazelnut and coffee. Oh, that's how this beer came about? So, yeah, so that's what oh, got man. me to start thinking about it. Um, I said, hazelnut coffee, okay, we could work with that. I already had an idea in my head that I wanted to do a golden stout or a lightly colored stout. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of threw, threw the two ideas together and, and we came up with this beer. So for the hazelnuts, he actually brought his big smoker out. Yeah. And we smoked uh, all the hazelnuts for about, excuse me, for about 45 minutes uh, with oak wood. We yeah. smoked them on a smoker out in our parking lot. Hell yeah. Um, and we, you know, we got that number just, you know, he smoked them for 10 minutes, we tasted them. Said, oh, we want a little more. We smoked right. for another 10. We just kept going. Yeah. And when we hit that about 35, 45 minute mark, we uh, the, the oils and the nuts started to really come out. You got a really, really solid, smoky, nutty flavor. And so then we just took those nuts, put them in a bag, and dumped them in the beer and let them set for Like a tea bag? Like, uh, cheesecloth, muslin yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Cheesecloth bag, yeah, same that's thing. That's cool, man. Yeah, so we just bagged them up and threw them in there, and we let them sit for, you know, a good seven to ten days. So, because with those oils on the outside of the nuts, yeah. you know, we're hoping that that gets into the liquid. It uh, definitely did. So, I mean, I can you can taste it, no doubt about it. It's in there. Because uh, hazelnuts, hazelnuts are a hard flavor um, to, to, to get out of the actual nut, especially in a beer. A lot of, a lot of times you use extract just to enhance That's what it. I was wondering if so, people, you know, because yeah. I, I, I figured, I, I think I've had... Uh, what I have, I think it was like a Samuel Smith. You know, this is back in the 1900s, and you couldn't even get craft beer. I mean, craft beer was Corona, you know that bullshit. But uh, I remember having a hazelnut one, and that one that tastes this like I taste the hazelnut, but it's not overbearing. And I think those overbearing ones, they're using that extract like a, and it's just I don't know, it, it tastes fake. Yeah, you know, I, I can see what you're saying, and, and a lot of times to get that big hazelnut flavor. You have to. You probably have, you to. have to use an extract yeah. just because yeah. it's really hard to pull that flavor out of the nuts when you're putting it in a beer. But smoking them, I, I think we were able to kind of activate that those oils to, that you right. can see when we were smoking them. They were getting shiny, starting getting all like they're sweating, sweating. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think that helps um, pull the flavor into the beer for this one. Definitely, man. It's a it's a damn tasty beer. I mean, like Thank you. it's one of those beers that's like. Uh, I remember he sent me, uh, Hank sent me a picture. He's like, hey, they're releasing these beers. You got to check them out. And I was like, oh, Golden Stout. Like, that's interesting because I do like stouts, but like I said, it's one of those beers where I I just can't drink more than one. I'll drink yeah. a stout and be like, okay, and then I can switch it up. But when I'm trying to like, I, I think I drank, I was on a on the Ale Evangelist podcast, and I ended up, we were drinking, we had a stout episode, and I drank like three stouts, and I was like... <laughs> hurting like it yeah. felt like i was gonna yeah. puke and i'm just like ah oh, it's so heavy for me but this beer is just like clean easy drinking for a stout and it's like thank you it's, thank it's one of those things that's like it's again i've said this a bunch of times on this podcast but it's it 
meeting all the brewers, meeting you, meeting TK, meeting meeting you know Ty Bauer and and uh, and you know of course I've known Hank for 20 years, but like just to see the evolution of these beers and like where people are going with them and the ideas people are coming up with and and you know the stuff willing people are willing to try now. Yeah. You know yeah. It, it's it's awesome. You know it's like when we went up to uh, Walter was also with us on our trip to uh, around the Horn. And we went up there, and I was, I mean, in Groveland, California. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. the fuck thought you would Off find the side of the road. two of the best yeah. sours around? <laughs> you know, that uh, breakfast mimosa beer that he yeah. had? That thing was, fuck, that thing was fantastic. Yeah. And it's like, I, I see that, and I see you guys, I see, you know, Dying Breed doing stuff, I see um, Claim Steak, and it's just, it's so cool that now we don't have to just drink Budweiser's, and Sierra yeah. Nevada's are not our only craft beer anymore. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that one of the, the parts of the industry that I've really come to love is that craft beer has turned into, yeah, I guess for lack of a better phrase, uh, the people who love their brewery mm-hmm. love it because it's their brewery. You know, exactly. Like the, the, the fans that we have in Oakdale, they they feel that, well, Last Call's my brewery. Like I, I right. take full ownership over loving that place and wanting to be in there and, right. and knowing the people that work there. And, and we do the same with our customers. We, all our regulars, we know by the first name. Of course. It's no longer going to Rayleigh's to grab a six-pack of something that you have no idea made. Right. You know, you're going down the street in your neighborhood to yeah. get something that some guy you've known for two years has talked right. to you talked to you about making. You know, it's, it's, right. it's a pretty right. cool. I, well, I really like that. And that's a cool thing too about because uh, I remember there was a brewery in Oakdale. Oh man, this was 20. No, I don't know how long. Long, long ass time ago. I can't remember what their name I think, was. I think you're talking to the Oakdale Brewing Company. Is what yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. They were right there. The Riv, Riva. Right there, at the Riata. The, 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 the or Riata. Riata now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, those guys, like, they, I'll be honest, their beer wasn't spectacular. Good. There was some, they had some good beers. They had some pretty good, they had a really amazing Doppelbach they made that was dangerous, yeah. but fantastic. And uh, and they made some uh, really good barley wines. But their beers weren't like they weren't crazy. They weren't what they are. But again, this is 15 years ago. 15 yeah. years ago, beers weren't like this. Yeah, yeah. And but what I was gonna say is, it's very cool for me because we used to go there. They had the best garlic fries, so we'd go there, and we worked at a pool hall down the street. We yeah. trade pool time for oh, garlic nice, fries. Nice. It was the whole thing. I've heard the right. food there was pretty killer. I've right, the food that. was fantastic. Yeah. So, so we'd go there and. It was cool to meet the brewer and like talk to him, and they're like, "Hey, we're you know, oh, we're doing this, you know, like, I, I, just, I don't know why this is the memory I have, but him going, oh, we're doing this red ale, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's amazing, but <laughs> you know, but it was cool though just to see him like, oh, here's my idea, here's what I came up with, oh, we brewed it, oh, we just put it in, oh, we're waiting yeah. for it, you know, you know, and you're just like that build up, that anticipation, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, and he's like, hey, remember that beer we were talking about? It's ready. You want to try it? Yeah. That's fucking cool, man. That, that, that's what I mean by sense of ownership. Like, the right. customers almost come to feel like they have a part in, in creating the product and the Absolutely. experience because they're always there. And, and they almost do. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they do, according to like this golden rookie. Perfect, perfect example yeah. of that. Yeah. Kevin, being a regular and one of our food vendors, you know, he, he right. had a lot to do. And even this year, he came out. You know, I asked him, we want to brew that beer again. And, and, and do you still do you want to be a part of it this year? Again? Yeah. He said, yeah, so he came out and loaded up the smoker. And smoked his... the hazelnuts again. Oh, and that's so, cool. Um, and, you know, this the, the logo on the can here, um, uh, is it's just his barbecue logo. So okay. I know everyone listening can't see, but we've got sure. a, a, a steer's skull, and then the words, the golden oaky between the horns up top, and golden stout um, down by the, the mouth. sides by the mouth of the skull. 
So his logo just says the smoking Oki in Oakdale, California, in those mm. spaces. So oh, okay. I got, you know, I asked him, can I use your logo on the can and tweak it so it's for the beer? And he, yeah. he said, hell yeah, dude, that's that'd be rad. So he had a lot to do with, with the idea and the concept and the actual production of this beer. And um, How cool is that? The best know? part is he loves it. You know, that's, that's, and that's, that's well, the best yeah. part. Well, and, you know, this, he drinks this beer, probably reminds him of his yeah. wedding night. Yeah, Everything is great, you know, so that's yeah. cool. And we love we love doing it. We love getting our, our customers and our and our loyal fans in on that. Yeah. Um, we've done a few different beers with regular customers in our tap room. That's cool. Uh, and, and I've seen yeah. that a lot. Like, I know Claimstake does that. Yeah. I know yeah. I've seen, like, a couple other places that yeah. they brew something for, for a particular customer. And it's just... It's cool because it brings back to like, you know, the people that were making beers like this were home brewers. You know, they were your friends. Yeah. They were like, my dad made beer when I was a kid and he made crazy beers, you know, stuff that that you couldn't buy anywhere. You know what I mean? And he would try stuff, but he didn't really know what he was doing, but I mean, it was homebrew. But my point is like, there's so many people out there where you find that, that there's these home brewers that it kind of takes you back to that. It takes you back to like, oh man, this is my buddy's beer. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. I know when I share a beer like um, uh, the blue blue, you're my boy. Like I, I show that to my buddy who's never had a beer like that ever in yeah. his life, yeah. and I go, hey, check this out. My buddy made this beer, and it's like that's cool. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. I know the guy who actually brewed this. Definitely. So it's it just gives that little extra um, something to the beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's another sense of uh, a sense of just being close to it. You know. Exactly. It's, it, it puts kind of a, a face to the beer. And it, oh, I love that guy. Uh, this beer's probably gonna be really good. You know. Right. That's I really like. I really like when that that happens with uh, with, with beer. Hell yeah. And so, and how long have you been brewing? Um, I've been brewing. I I guess. Uh, I guess. Professionally, we'll say for two years. Okay. Maybe just over two years. Um, and before that, never. <laughs> you <laughs> never did any like homebrew or no, no, nothing like that, um, huh? I brewed one one five gallon batch of homebrew. How'd and, that work out? And it was horrible. I brewed it. <laughs> I brewed it the week after the the, the last call hired me and okay. to say that I did one and, and it right. did not come out well and it was disgusting and did I you jumped in. Dump it? And, yeah, I never, yeah. Tried, I never tried to do it again. And then um, sure. Uh, and then I ended up brewing the beer for last call. So they. Uh, a little bit of background on how I got started there. They hired me to work the tap room. You know, uh, this okay. was I got hired. My first day was December thirty first, two thousand sixteen. So almost four, okay. almost four years ago exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they hired me to come in and work the tap room one day a week. Uh, sure. At first, I said no because I had another job and it was you know full time and benefits. Right, right. And then you know I went home and thought about it and thought. Yeah, let me trade that for working one day a week at just above minimum wage. That sounds great. So I did it. And, You're like, yeah, what's the worst going to happen? I mean, I can drink beer. Like, <laughs> I just have to fail. Wait, wait, wait. How much beer do I get? <laughs> uh, so I, I went on to pour beer there um, just just one day a week, and that turned into being there f- four days a week. That all, Every day we were open at that point. Sure. Um, and then that turned into managing the tap room. Uh, so I was there, you know, almost full time. And I asked, at the time, uh, the owners of the brewery were the ones that were brewing the beer, and Josh and Brian, that's their names, and, and so well, when they were brewing, and I was managing the tap room, I, I, I had a very big interest, because I wanted to know what we were selling, Sure. I wanted to have a better insight, and so I asked them if I could come in on my days off, while they were brewing, just to watch and learn, and sure. hang out, and, and so they let me do that, and I did that for a good amount of time, um, and then there was a point where they were just 
they were just going, hey, you've, you've been here, and, and I think you know what you're doing, so we're going to let you do this and watch you, and if you fuck up, we'll stop you, but we're going to let you roll with it, you know, we'll see what happens. That's and, so awesome. Yeah, so they, they, they had a lot of confidence and faith in me, which I really appreciate, um, and then after a few months of doing that, they were able to kind of step back and, and run the business as we were getting bigger and, and, and feel comfortable with me handling the beer. and. And nice. now that's where we are today. I'm, I'm brewing all the beer, so it's it's been a fun fun thing to see the business grow from the inside. Yeah, for sure. that's so cool. Yeah, and it's great too because like I, there's a um, there's a there's a certain level of creativity to your beers, and I've noticed this for a while. I, I mean, I, I I don't know, I can't remember the first beer I had for you guys, but I've I've drank several of your beers, and especially when, I remember when Hank came up to me and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna do this streetcart sour." Yeah, and I was just like, "What?" And he told me the idea, and I'm like, "Dude, that's fucking brilliant!" And that beer turned out amazing. By the way, I yeah, love that, that was, was one of my favorite beers. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And uh, it's just cool that um, to have somebody that's gonna that's that's willing to just give you a chance and give you the free reign and just say, "Hey, man, try something, see what happens." Oh yeah, that's let's go. I, I, I'm really grateful for that. You don't. I, I use this as a joke a lot, but it's very true. You don't walk into a brewery to pour beer behind the bar and then and then you know less than two years later be brewing all of it. Right. <laughs> like, no, this it never happen. happens. Um, but, it never happens. But, you know, they, they, they trusted me to do so, and, and they give me the freedom to say, hey, we'll let you do what you, you can do, mm. and, and we'll see where it goes. And, and you know, that's that's priceless to me. I, I really I really love working there because of that. Right. Um, and, and as far as the creativity goes, you know, it's a lot of it is, is just me, you know, drinking beer and thinking I want to make something similar, or, or what if I took this and I changed it. Right. But the rest of it is, you know, the... the industry is so collaborative whether it's working with you know one of our regulars on this golden oaky or sure that street cart sour i sat down with tk and hank and we all came up with that idea and, and that's that's a beer that blew up for us and people right people everywhere are still looking for you it know, and so. that's the other thing too is it's like a lot i mean i i don't see this I, I i don't see it with the brewing industry which is fantastic but like there's so many people that aren't willing to work together because they think it's going to take from theirs. Yeah. But what yeah. people don't understand, especially when it comes to this kind of stuff, and I really believe this when it comes to craft beer, because the better someone else does, even if they're right down the street from you, the better oh, yeah. you're going to do. Definitely. And and here's another thing. If someone comes out with a beer and you're like, fuck, why didn't I think of that? It's a yeah. great fucking beer. Yeah. And then you go, well, I'm going to make something different, but equally yeah. as good. And... and to go and do that, it, it it's just cool to see that there's so many people that are just a willing to fucking try shit out. Which I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys ever like brew shit that just be like, well, let's pour that down, <laughs> down the drain. We've definitely made some beers where, where we're like, I don't I don't know if that's gonna work, <laughs> right? Um, and, right. But, but thankfully, you know, it's it's pretty much worked every time, and, sure. and that's that's you know we've been lucky. Sure. I'm I, like I said, I've only been doing this a couple years, so I'm sure yeah, I'm gonna yeah. do it longer and, and yeah. maybe some of the times where we don't get lucky and those beers suck right um, but but what you said about you know if, if everyone does if everyone does well you know there's nothing there's nothing bad can come from that you know? yeah other breweries are doing great or if we, all ships rise right in a, in exactly a, in, a, in, a, in a high tide so yeah um, if the other thing is that if I see someone else do a great beer that just makes me want to do a better one exactly so they can drink it and go god Damn, that's better than what I did. I want to do a better I want to one. I do better one than and you. It's, it's and such then a it's friendly, back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And and with the collaboration, you know, 
you, you work with someone else, and, and the, the two things that I really love the most, because we've worked with a couple other breweries making beers, and then, sure. you know, chefs like Hank and, and, and you know, uh, other 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 people to work together on beers. Blooming Camp Ranch is a local bakery in, in, oh, yeah. in Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I know those guys, yeah. And we work with Make them. Make awesome on, pies and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We work with them on a, on a beer every fall for uh, okay. a pastry beer, and uh, the sour that we're going to drink after this, we actually work with them on. Oh, awesome. Um, but, but what happens when you work with someone else like that, what I've found is... The first, the first thing is you get different fan bases jumping in on both of your products, right? You get, right. if we do a beer with uh, TK, you know, or we do a beer with Hank here at Food Fix, or we do a beer with, you know, say we work with Dying Breed, one of the other breweries in Oakdale. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have those fans now jumping into our They're going to see your world. And our fans are going to jump into their products. Exactly. And so we just get to kind of work off each other. and. The most, the second part that I think is the most important part about working with someone else and collaborating is, you learn every time. Hell yeah! And the more you learn, the better you are. No shit. Sure. And 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 everyone does things differently, so you can always take something, you know, and hopefully that something that you can take from that experience makes you better. You know, yeah. that's, that's how I see it. At least, and I'm rambling now. But. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right, because that's the thing too. Is it's and and I've seen it. You know, you see it, you see it all the time. I mean, Dying Breed's a good example. Like I don't know who they were, and then. We went up and, uh, I mean, I heard of them, but never really knew nothing about their beer. And then I drank their uh, uh, 50-50 bar. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's collab from those guys? And I was yeah, like, oh, because yeah. I drank around the horn when we were up there. I'm like, fuck, I like their sours. Let's see what these guys are all about. Yeah, yeah. And that was a fantastic beer, too. I love that beer. You know, and to drink that and then just be like, oh, shit, well, what the fuck else Dying Breed got? And yeah. then I check out their Mosaic and like some of their other beers. And I'm like, fuck, these are fucking tasty beers. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. again, it goes to... And the other thing is, it's not like, it, like I, I get people, you know, I don't know, I, people are greedy, I think is the main problem, <laughs> but like, I just think like, if I go and I buy, you know, if I go and buy Last Call beers, well, next week I might go buy the Dying Breed, yeah, and then next yeah. week I'll go buy Claim Steak, or, you know, I'm, I'm very, I have a huge variety in the amount, in the types of beers I drink, and like how I drink, so it's like, I don't see... I don't see a negative ever in working with another brewer, working yeah. with another brewing company. No. Because like you said, even something simple as, you know, you guys tagging each other in your in a Instagram post. Yeah. Which yeah. is nothing, you know, it's not, oh, not a big deal. Well, it kind of is. Mm -hmm. Because now instead of, say you have 10,000 followers, instead of just 10,000 people, well, now Food Fix has 10. Yeah. And yeah. Claimstake has 10. And this place has this many. You know, so it's, again, it just gets your name out to so many people. And when you're making quality beers that are innovative and creative and neat and new and exciting you're gonna sell beer yeah it's as simple as that like i always say like make just if you just make good beer you prove yourself it's Definitely. not it's not like one of those things oh i drink this beer because this person you know no it never if you make good beer we'll drink it yeah it's 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 not not hard to sell beer at all no. but it is what, what the hard part is is Making sure people know that you are selling, you are right. Selling that beer. you are selling, yeah, like getting, getting that <laughs> right, right. Getting, it's not getting <laughs> that word out that hey, we make, we do make good beer, not right. just making good beer, right. you know, but actually getting it to the end consumer. That's the hard part. And sure. when you work with someone else, that just expands the audience that you have to get it to. And, and there's nothing exactly. that can come back from that. Exactly. And that's the thing too is it's like you see these brewers go out and and they work together and they come up with this idea and they pump it out and it's like. How can you think that making a killer beer 
is not good. And and here's another thing. Like if you and Dying Breed work together and make a killer beer, that's good for around the horn. That's oh, yeah, good for yeah. Claim Steak, yeah. who's my hundred miles away. It yeah. doesn't matter. Because what it does is it, it, it creates the narrative that, hey, this is possible. You can have a beer that tastes like a fucking margarita. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can have a beer you pour over ice, and it's all right. <laughs> you know? It's I weird. I don't fully agree with the fact that you guys did that. I know, I know. I'm going to let it slide because uh, <laughs> you guys are good friends. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll be, that's what he was saying. Yeah. But I'm like, he, he was like, you got to try it on ice. And I'm like, mm, that sounds bad. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. But I mean, with, with that beer, the, the goal was for it to taste like a, a salted margarita. And, and if you can pour it over ice, and that's exactly what it tastes like, I guess. To me, that's exactly what the mar- it tastes I think, like. I think in that podcast, he said, it's, it's well, Walter, it's your fault for making a beer that tastes like margarita. Exactly. We want margaritas on ice. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a good thing, you know, if I made yeah. it, if I made it that, to that extent that it tastes like a margarita. Right, right. Then I guess I did I did what I wanted to, and it is it is my fault for, uh, for making it taste like a margarita. It just, just needs ice. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I I completely agree with you. You know, working working with other people is my favorite part of the industry. Coming up with new ideas. Right. Know, and and when the people are humble, like like, I, and I'm sure there's some asshole brewers out there. I've I've been fortunate. I haven't met any. Everyone I've ever met has been the coolest motherfucker around, yeah. and they're all just like, hey man, we're just trying. Honestly, we're just trying to make great beer and encourage other people to make great yeah. beer. You yeah. know, you TK, uh, the brewer up in for around the horn. I can't remember his name. Oh, it's Andrew. Andrew, that's right. Yeah. And and. Uh, you know, it, it's just cool to see those kind of people where they're like, hey, man, we're just trying to learn. Like, even him, he was talking about being up there, and he's like, you know, I was just making these sour, fruited sours because I like them. And, like, yeah, people come yeah. in and be like, well, I usually, you know, I drink Coors Light or whatever. Okay, well, that's cool, but have you ever tried something like this? Like, yeah. just try one, see what you think. And, you know, and then he's, next thing you know, they're coming in buying four packs like crazy, and you sell out. So Yeah, I always say that uh, we're all doing the same thing. Every brewer's. Yeah. Every brewer's goal is the same, to make a good beer. Right. And when, when people, when you have people coming into your brewery that, that kind of just get into craft beer, or they, they have, well, I only drink IPAs, it's all I drink. Right. <laughs> it's, it's really cool when you when you pour something for them that is completely opposite of what they their current tastes are, and you get them to kind of tweak their mindset a little and go, oh, wait, sure. what was that? That was a, that, that was a sour? No way! I never think I would like sour beer, but that's killer. Yeah. I'm gonna try more of them now, and then you get to such a more well-rounded you know, right. palate. And that, people to come in and enjoy everything you make instead of just one. Exactly. Style or one beer. And that's funny because that's exactly what happened to me when it came with sours. I drank an all, some like crazy almanac, yeah. and like, and I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, fancy beer. I thought yeah, I thought yeah. it was gonna be like some triple IPA, you know, something yeah. or. Or, you know, whatever, maybe an old English. I didn't know what it was. But I cracked it. I took one drink. I was like, that beer is fucking bad. And I set it in the sink. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like that was like a $15 beer. Well, it's just funny. Because I was like, well, you know. You say, oh, that beer is bad. And, and I guess it's like technically it is sour. Technically it's it is oil. bad. Yeah, that that's is on purpose. bacteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, that's, uh, that's fun. It's it's uh, making good beers all we try to do. And, you know, to, to kind of bring you back around to this first beer that we're having, the Golden Oki, like, this was, I think, I would say that this is the first beer that I really, that I really went out and was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, you know, right. you make a hazy double IPA. Like it's you pretty know easy. What you're doing. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say it's easy, but well, it is. Well, I mean, it's easy, and what I meant by that is right. that it's, 
it the result. Yeah. Yes. It, it, you, you don't if you're going for something particular, you're gonna hit in that yes. in that yes. realm. Yes. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a double. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might taste like shit, but yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> you know and, what and I mean? So, and so with this, you know, this golden style, I was just. As, that was the first time that I was kind of, you know, curious as to whether or not it was actually going to work. Yeah. I mean, it, and it did, and, and it definitely allowed me to like and say, "Oh, we can do some crazy shit here." Yeah, and and it can be good. So that's that's why I have kind of a special affinity for this beer here. And definitely, we only make it once a year. Um, excuse me. Uh, we we release it well so far every October, and, and that's the nice. plan going forward. So hell yeah, um, if. Uh, if anyone wants to try it, come down to Food Foods Butcher and Baker. Oh yeah, they got cans. We got cans yeah, here. Yeah, we got and you guys, you guys, you guys have a tap room as well. You can yes, get cans there. Yes, we. Uh, so we uh, have a tap room in Oakdale. We're at one five nine North First Avenue. Okay, right um, downtown. Right downtown in Oakdale. Yeah. Uh, our brewery is also in Oakdale, but it's it's further away in the industrial area. It's uh, no longer open to the public since we opened the downtown tap room. Sure. Uh, Sixteen beers on tap, and, and now that we started canning a lot heavier. We always uh, we always have at least you know three or four varieties of cans in the fridge. Awesome, so good selection, awesome. and uh, we're open every day but Tuesday. And you guys you guys have food fix truck down there sometimes. Yeah, we have. Uh, well, you know, right now with uh, COVID regulations, you can't serve beer on site unless you have a vendor. Sure, so we've got a vendor there every day every that day. we're open. Yep. Um, so that you can sit and we got a little outdoor area. It's awesome. getting cold now, but you can sit outside and enjoy beer and have some sure. food and take some stuff home with you to go. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Right on. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to drink a um, sour. What's the sour called? This is a uh, so sour. Uh, this sour we just released is our, our berry pie sour. Uh, okay. It's a mixed berry um, pie inspired imperial sour. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Two Pie Talk. Hello. We are back. So, our, our second beer tonight, uh, again, this is going to come from Last Call. This is another, brew, uh, another beer that uh, Walter brewed. Uh, and this one is. For, a uh, berry pie sour and this beer is uh it's again we were talking about earlier about blooming camp this is a blooming camp ranch inspired mixed berry pie sour it contains lactose that's kind of a common thing that most people are doing when they're coming with these heavy fruited sours right yeah so the reason for that at least that i understand it and why i do it is is to bring a bit of balance to the tartness you Mm -hmm. want to sweeten it up and and make it a, a you know a, smooth a bit it out. easy yeah a lot smoother otherwise you're just going to get up so you mentioned the margarita that we made yeah. before and that had you know none of that lactose or anything and that right. was really really tart you know it was really sour but that's what we were going for with that sure um, and, and on these kind of heavily fruited ones you just want to smooth them out and the lactose does a good job of that oh okay cool yeah and this beer this beer is eight and a half percent so yeah that's yeah. uh that's a formidable beer. Yeah, it's a, it's a big boy. And again, it's cool. Like uh, on these, I noticed it was on the um, on the Golden Oki as well. Like it has the Wander Roast little emblem down on the side, and then this one has the Blooming Camp Ranch. Yeah, yeah. We since we're um, working with these other companies, you know, to help make our products, we really uh, I wanted to kind of find a way to help shout them out and. and and I think that just a little uh, a little corner of our label going to their logo is a, is a good way to get people looking into who they are if they like the beer, you know. Mm, this beer is fucking delicious. Man. Thank you very much. What is the um? What fruit do you have in this? All right, so this uh, so it's inspired mm, as it says it's on got the can. Like it's, rasp- it's, I get I get a strong yeah, raspberry yeah, tart. Yeah, you'd be right there. Uh, okay. that's correct. So uh, the the pies that inspired this beer are Blooming Camp's Marionberry pie. Marionberry is a specific type of blackberry. Yeah. And 
I really like those are some of my favorite pies, the pie, the Marionberry pies they make. Oh, yeah. So the fruit that went into this is blackberry. Mm. Blackberry and raspberry are the two the biggest fruits that we use them the most. Right. And then there's also some strawberry and some blueberry. Oh wow. Yeah, so I went every berry I could get my hands on I yeah. wanted to uh, put Hell in yeah. there. And the um the I get a real real powerful pie crust taste at the end there. Yeah. And it it's fantastic. It's like you hit you hit the because it's tart. This is a this sour is um if you like really really sweet sours, this may not be what you're looking for. It's got a little sharpness to it, which I appreciate. And at the end, it's like man, like I just taste like graham cracker crust. Like like right now, I don't taste any fruit. I only taste the um like kind of that that crust flavor to it yeah so with, as we were talking about earlier with the lactose that helps sweeten it up but just by nature of the berries that we used in this beer raspberry blackberry especially raspberry you know it's pretty naturally got some tartness to it so i don't think that we covered up all of the the sour which is no i didn't want to do right no but we you know we helped helped it along and then that 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 crust that pie crust flavor you're getting at the end so i <laughs> i didn't do the most that I did to try and actively get that flavor yeah. was that 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 lactose for the creaminess, and then some vanilla, like some of mm. that vanilla flavor of of um, like those like a, like pie crust squares, you know, you yeah, the cinnamon and vanilla. Yeah. Well, they make them, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can make some of those. Oh so, my God, they're cinnamon. Dude, those are killer. So I good. swear to God, I, so I walked good. in the back yeah. of here at Food Fix, and one of the uh, Allison, shout out to Allison, she had them. They, they, someone gave them to her because she's pregnant, and that was like her favorite thing. <laughs> and she's like, have you had these? I'm like, no, what is that? Cinnamon so sugar good. pie crust. So Get the good. fuck out of here. Stupid. So good. It's, it's so dumb. So good. <laughs> uh, but so, but, but what, what we also did with this beer is, is since, you know, I wanted to incorporate Blooming Camp into it because sure. uh, I mentioned earlier we do a beer every year with Blooming Camp. Uh, two years ago, that beer was the uh, peanut butter and jelly stout oh so we took yeah. we took our base milk stout and we took some of their pie filling dumped it in the beer dumped some peanut butter powder in it and got a peanut butter and jelly oh how um, was that that was pretty that was pretty good uh, I people bet. really like that I one bet. and then last year we did a cinnamon roll stout Ooh. um with with their cinnamon rolls you know they make their and that one that one was pretty good actually the uh the first and so far, only food dinner, food pairing dinner that Hank got to do here at the restaurant. Uh, we that was the dessert beer along with uh, tiramisu that Ashley made. So, um, so those are the two we did before. And this year, I wanted to mix it up. And since we started doing the sour beers, yeah. uh, I said, hey, this is my idea. You know, I went to Blooming Camp, and they said that sounds rad. What do you need from us? And so this is a very long-winded way of saying that I think that that pie crust flavor, unbeknownst to me, came because we we got probably seven or eight whole size pies from them and then a bunch more just like individual slices that they let us have yeah and we broke them up and we threw them in the mash tun oh you um, put yeah, actual yeah, pie yeah, in yeah, this yeah, yeah 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 there's actual oh, pie oh fuck yeah dude uh, that's so, amazing yeah we, we broke it up you know we crumbled it all up and there's pictures on our instagram of it uh and and we threw it in the beer and you know yeah. i said you know we'll do that you know for some photos like maybe we'll get some extra sugar sure. out of it in the mash to right. put it out but it's it's just to promote them and say they helped us yeah work absolutely it together. Um, but when we were graining out, when we were pulling all that grain out of the uh, mash tun, the whole thing just smelled like berry pie, and I did not expect that because right. you know we're using 
you know, almost 900 pounds of grain, and, and then and then maybe you know maybe a dozen pies at max. Right, so I didn't right. think that we'd get that much out of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, the whole tank, the whole mash tun, just smelled like berry pies, and, and wow, and mostly the crust, the cinnamon grammy, yeah, like that little bit sweet vanilla flavor. Smell. I got it. I get yeah. it on the back and end so hard. That's the only way, apart from the vanilla that we added to this beer post fermentation. That those pies in the mash is the only way I can think that we got that much of that crust flavor, and I did not even plan for that. I didn't right. think we were gonna get it, but I right. think that's where it came from. To be honest, I mean, all that it, cinnamon and sugar—it's in, in there. It's yeah. in there. I yeah. mean, it's one of those things where I, I drank it, my first drink of it, and I was like, man, that beer is tart and evenly balanced. It's got a nice sweetness to it. I get the vanilla, and then all of a sudden, I was just like, oh shit, I I taste full on pie crust, like exactly what it fucking tastes like and I gotta say like it it's one of those beers because I, I, I do really like the sweet sweet beers but I like this tartness of this beer it reminds me of like the um the clown drool yeah that one was a little more on the tart it just barely like if you're on the spectrum and you know tart and sweet right in the middle and it's just faded a little bit to the tart side which I appreciate like yeah. I like that a little more I think than the super sweet like the Blue Year, my boy, is more of the, I think leans more to the sweeter side, mm-hmm. which fantastic also. But this beer, it, to me, it gives it that like sour punch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think so. When we've we've done now, we've done four of this, four of these sours, and they've all been fairly different. But my goal throughout all of them is to keep that tartness. I don't want it overly sweet. Right. Um, I. I I want some, like in this one, I want some sweetness. It's supposed yeah. to be, a, it tastes like a pie, right? So, sure. But I, I don't want to make the the tart the the like second place thing there. Right. You know, I want it to take center first stage. First place, yeah. And and uh, like with with the first one we we did was the street cart sour. Sure. Uh, and that was you know with everything we put in that beer, it still had some tartness. You know, with the tahini that really yeah. came through and the chamoy. Yeah. Um, and then of course the fruits we use, pineapple's got some natural already tart tart to yeah. it. So. And then the the margarita is that was just straight tart, straight sweet and sour, you know. Yeah, yeah. And 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 then the one you did before this was an apricot sour. Uh, oh, okay. We do an apricot ale. It's it's really sweet. It's pretty easy drinking. That's kind of like sure. our one of our flagship beers that everyone really loves. Um, in Oakdale, I mean, I wanted to do a, a, like a like an evil version of that beer, and so I, I did it with an apricot sour. Oh, but apricots also themselves have a bit of tartness to them. Absolutely, so every, it's every, like dried apricots yeah. have that. Yeah. And so every time we do one of these, I, my goal is to pick fruits that kind of complement that tartness and sure. that aren't overtly sweet, um, so that so that that once again that sour takes center stage. Yeah, yeah. So that's the cool thing about like this type of beer too is it's like again there's so many um, there's so many places you can go with this. Like I mean I had like. Uh, apple pie sours. I've had, you know, the um, what was that other one they did? The Whip It Good uh, up at Burn Barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's got it's got that nice tartness to it, as it should, but um, but it still comes through in the sweetness yeah, and it, yeah. like the full balanced flavor. Like this beer to me, it's got this, this to me. This is what I look for in a in a sour beer. I want it to be super fruity. I want all that flavor that fragrance. I want it to be. Uh, sweet on the front end, sour on the front end, and then afterwards, like for some reason, for me, the uh, pie crust it like makes it dry. Yeah, yeah. and it makes me want to drink more. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. I know like, what you mean. Yeah. This the this is the kind of beer that I feel like um, 
can get you in trouble because <laughs> you drink one and you're like, that's good. I should have another one. And then you drink a, a four pack and then you can't find your yeah. four. Because you I mean, four, eight and a half percent APV yeah. on this is eight and a half. Eight and a half, yeah. Which is, that's a heavy beer. That's, that's a good beer. Yeah. That's a good beer. That's, that's, you'll, you'll feel yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, you're feeling good. So, <laughs> but, um, that's cool, man. I, I I just love the again. I love the collaboration. I love that you guys are taking these um, these local places, and you're you're giving them a shout out, even if it's even if they don't you know necessarily care or whatever. But it's just like to me, it feels like um, that sense of community. Like, hey, man, this is we're trying to make beer. You got fruit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Hey, we're trying to do this. You know, you got that. You know, let's make, let's work together. You know, I got egg, I got eggs. You got bacon. Let's make it. Yeah. Make, let's figure it out. Yeah, you know, you know that's that's what I, I can't imagine. You know, when when we when we're a local small craft brewery, you know, we're tiny. We do under a thousand barrels a year, and, sure. and you know, our Oakdale's not a huge town, but we no. get great support. And right. the reason we get that support is because because the people in Oakdale want to make sure they support local. They buy local and. It, I, I would feel like a bit of a hypocrite if we're asking them, hey, buy local, and then we don't work with the other yeah. local businesses <laughs> you around us. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so you know, when we and, and the cool thing about this is when we reach out to these other you know, these other businesses like Bloomy Camp or, or or like Wander Roast or like the Smoke and Oki, yeah, um, that all that does is it keeps dollars in our community because people right. see that and they go, oh, well, they. They've got a local coffee guy to give them. Maybe I'll go buy that coffee. Or sure. oh, Blooming Camp Ranch. I've heard of them, but I've never been there. Yeah. If their pies taste like this, I'm gonna go buy. Some. You know, like that's what I right. really want to do. And and that goes both ways because um, on on these releases specifically, I know that the Wanderers guys came out to our top room and, and they bought some beer and they hung out and they supported sure. us and they blew us up on their social. And the same at Blooming Camp. You know, I was right. I was there on Friday or yesterday when we did the release and you know the Blooming Camp team came in and they said oh, we're so excited to try it. And, That's so awesome. You know, like so when when we can get we as a community is what I mean can get our locals into every local business possible. That's what we really strive for is to work sure. with work with and raise awareness for all these local businesses that are really doing some really really cool stuff whether it's baking pies making barbecue or yeah. brewing beer you know yeah definitely and and you know I, i've always wondered about these sours because i, I know there's like uh there's a different process to it mm -hmm. as as opposed to regular brewing which i'm not like i'm not real hip on the whole brewing as far as like going to process one of these days i need to come out and just hang out for a brew day or something but yeah yeah um but with these sours, what's the difference for as far as like what what creates that sour? What are you giving it that makes it do so, that? It's bacteria, right? Uh, well, that's uh, yes, <laughs> but no. It's, just, it's a little bit of a different question. So Wait I want to be clear. Yeah. Um, we are brewing. We are not brewing traditional sours. So okay. a traditional sour is a beer that is you know it's it's brewed. Uh, bacteria is introduced to it. Generally, they're aged in a barrel, and yeah. that bacteria just does its thing. And then say you throw fruit in it, or you throw you know whatever whatever adjunct you want you usually throw it in the barrel with the beer and you let that do its thing sure and then you get something that comes out of there that is that takes a lot of time right. and a lot of effort and and it's usually beautiful when it comes out you know those are the right. those are all the any sour you've ever had from almanac right is a true sour bacteria in a barrel let it sit and let it do, it do its thing it, it, right. it does its thing and, and you know those beers since they are bacteria you know the, they use bacteria to sour, you know, they, they've got a little bit of a different character to them. They're sure. usually a bit drier, 
um, they might have a little bit of farmhouse funk kind of funk yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and and then you also then the next thing from that is called a kettle sour okay that's where you you know you brew your beer and you get you get to the boil and right before the boil you're you're holding at a certain temperature before the boil starts sure. and you introduce lactobacillus which is a bacteria sure and you let it you know you hold it at that temperature for a day or two and you let it sour that bacteria sour the beer right then you come in a couple of days later kick it up to a boil and finish out the rest of your brew day. And does that kill off the bacteria? Yes, when you bring oh, it to a boil, right. that, that should kill off the bacteria you introduce. You've sure. just soured your beer in the kettle, hence the name Kettle Sour. Okay. You go through fermentation the same way, you add fruit however you want. And that's um, already, the sourness is already in yes, that beer. Yes, that's, that's happened okay. in the kettle. Right, um, right. And now what we're doing is, with, with the advances that, that we've had in the brewing industry, we're not traditionally or kettle souring our beers um, so there's a product that is it's a yeast that has been you know it's it's been made it's been engineered to create lactic acid along with alcohol right. as byproducts of fermentation okay. so we we go about brewing these beers like we would any other it's the same as single brew day not like a kettle sour brew day where you're Stopping in the middle, waiting two days, and finishing, or right. a traditional sour where you're brewing it and putting it in a barrel or another vessel with bacteria. Sure. We brew out the whole way, and the yeast we pitch is what does the work to to drop the pH and and, and create lactic acid as the byproduct oh, okay. of fermentation. So you could say that it's kind of a shortcut and, and and it's a little bit of cheating, but we're you know with with the with the advances we've had in, in yeast, or it's just a new technique. It's a new technique, yeah. exactly. So um, and this and this is. Would you say this is how most people are doing their brewery, like their these these fruited sours? I, I mean, I would say for these big fruited like smoothie or pastry sours sure. or whatever you want to call them, yeah. I would I would guess I would I would, I would go and guess that that sure. is the way that a lot of them are being done. Right. Um, but I do know that kettle souring is a process that takes you know you got it you have to master it and there are some right. great breweries that that's how they make Alvarado Street. I believe all their sours are kettle sours. Okay. Um, so it, it just it's a matter of, of resources and time. Sure. And for us, kettle souring takes too much time if we're being completely honest. And, so this and, is a way to do it. Well, and to be honest, if this is your final product, I have no complaints. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing too is it's like I've heard so many people say you know not necessarily about brewing, but you know like oh that's cheating to do it that way. Well, what did it? What's the end result? Yeah. Because yeah. that's really what we're talking about here. We're talking about beer. Definitely. And what do we want? We want good quality beer that's going to taste good, that was going to make me want to drink more, and and that is going to be profitable for you guys. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, when you're... I, I don't give a fuck how you did it. <laughs> to be honest, if you're going to give me this, and yeah. it's got 8.5% alcohol, and it's, you know, and it's... It's got all these flavors and it's full bodied and and it makes me want to drink more. Then then you nailed it. You know, and as simple as that. You know, I think a lot of people try to put labels on shit and they want to they want to say, oh well, you're you know, well, oh yeah, those guys aren't traditionalists because you know you know they don't do this or they don't do that. But it's yeah. like, hey man, the end result is what we're worried about. Yeah. And the end result is what's going to actually matter when it comes down to me tasting a beer. Like, am I going to know? I don't know. I only know that now because you told me. I had no idea. I didn't know there was even a difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just thought, like, 
maybe those almanacs they weren't putting fruit in them. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> and that's why they, they tasted they, like feet. You know, but no, I no, mean, no. <laughs> no, they 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 throw a ton of fruit in some of those no, beers. I know. It's, yeah, it's just a process. And you know what? If if we, the, I would say that like another the rare barrel, right? You, have you heard of the rare barrel out yeah. of Berkeley, right? They're they're pretty they're pretty well known, and all they do is sour beer, pretty much. Right. And, and they do it all very traditionally, you know, in a barrel or, you know, with that, they do that. And that takes a level of skill that I don't have yet. And and I would love to start doing some sours, barrel sure. sour stuff like that. It's just for right now, and if, if I'm speaking quite frankly, for the market that we have, these are the beers that move very fast. Oh, I, I believe and it. People I mean, are really looking for. And, and if you just kind of want a tart fruit beer, and this is the way to do it. Well, and something like this, it's, it, it really does come through with this super tartness. And for me, like I said, that's my shit. I like yeah. it. I yeah. like that tartness. I like the beers that you drink and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can drink a real nice, sweet, super fruity, sweet beer while you drink wine. Yeah. But to yeah. me, it's like this one comes across as a beer. And I swear, like, every time after I drink it, and I, I, I take about two breaths... <laughs> It's pure pie crust. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. No, that, it that, tastes just like pie crust. I was, so. I was I was trying to get there, but I didn't do a whole lot to do it, and it it's so cool it that it just happened well. through yes yeah. yeah, through circumstance. Yeah. So you're like throwing those pies in exactly. there because because damn it it's it comes across good. I mean, I think the first fruited sour I ever had was like the V2 from Burning Barrel. Yeah, yeah. and it was kind really of a similar cool. yeah. berry pie yeah, one uh, in the oven, poison I think. In the yeah, oven in the oven, oven series, or, yeah. yeah out of the oven out of the oven yeah, yeah. and it didn't have that pie crust too but this one man it just comes across as like real fucking pie thank you and uh i fucking love it like yeah. that's a fan i'm gonna buy a four back before i leave <laughs> like it's a fantastic beer and you know again i go back i tell people this all the time like and you said it today and it was it, like I found a beer that my wife likes, which yeah, is in, yeah. which is amazing because like she hates beers. She always has hated beers. She's never liked it. She wouldn't even drink like Mike's Hard Lemonade because yeah. those are beers. I'm like, no, <laughs> technically no, kinda. But uh, and she had that um, just add fruit from Claim Stakes. It's like a real, yeah. it's a real guava, tropical, fruity, heavy fruit. And she was like. Uh, I like that, and actually yeah. drank one, which was fucking amazing because <laughs> I've never seen that. And again, it goes back to just like the possibilities that we have now. And yeah. and and you said it earlier today, and you said that um, there's there's a beer for everyone. You just got to try enough to find it. Pretty much, yeah. You know, yeah. And, the gist of it. But uh, and and that's the reality because yeah. I've had my I've, all these beers. I've had my wife taste yeah. every single one. I'm like. Baby, you gotta try this. And she's like, tastes like beer. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And so it's just cool to see, like, um, like I said, and, and this is happening so quickly as far as like the progression I've seen in beers over the last shit two years. Yeah. Where everybody's like, oh, hey, we can do these fruit and sours. And you're like, well, these guys did them. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm gonna try one. Yeah. And. To see everybody try it, and like I said, I mean to go to Groveland, California, and there's two fruited sours yeah, on fucking yeah. on tap. Get the fuck yeah. out no, of here, guy, man. That guy knows what he's doing up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's cool to see that, and then you know, I see, I see you guys coming out with your own beers, and you know, claims they dying free. Everybody's coming out with all these beers, and they're trying to get creative. They're trying to push the envelope, and and it again, the people who win are us. 
Oh, for the sure. The drinkers. Yeah. The people that are the customers. We're all going to win. I don't give yeah. a shit. Like, yeah. And here's the other thing. You might make... There's been beers that you've made that I'm like, eh, not my thing. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, you you don't have to like yeah. every beer of everybody's yeah. thing because everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own flavor. And then everybody has their own preference. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's just cool that... Like I said, going from I remember when I first started drinking beers and we were it was we would I would drink Sierra Nevadas. Yeah. And back then that was your option. Like they yeah. called Heineken microbrew. Yeah, yes. Yeah, like, it wasn't a large here. a large uh, the of variety beer that yeah. was was shit. Yeah. So you know, back then and I would drink those beers and people were like, Oh, those that that beer is gross, it's so bitter. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I know, but don't you like taste the complexity in it? And they're like, Yeah, but I'm trying to get fucked up. I'm like, All right, well, <laughs> that's fine, but yeah, yeah, and and teach his own. But like for me, I just was always wanted more, you know. And like I remember when I first had like my first double IPA, and I was like, oh shit, that's not at all what I thought it was yeah, going to be. It actually yeah. is more more floral and more. I got more uh, of the fruit flavors and more of these other different kind of flavors that came out, and not the just. I thought it was just going to be pure bitterness. Yeah, just big. You know, I was just going to be like, oh yeah, this is yeah. just going to be a you know horribly bitter beer that I, I'm ended up not liking, but I got to choke it down with a yeah. little bitch or whatever. <laughs> you know, but like <laughs> it's like I just looked at it like you see these. Uh, you see all these like beers that come out and now it's like I, I tell people all the time we, I've had this discussion with people where they say like they're like oh I don't like IPAs so I'm like oh you should try a double IPA and they're like fuck why would I like that and I'm like um cause you probably will and it, it, it it's it's so the, different the variation yeah and, and the yeah, style and, and it's like when you come to like the doubles or the triples and it's like those beers don't they don't have usually a super heavy heavy bitterness character some do but not yeah. all of them. Yeah. Like you'll get you'll get those ones where they where they're putting you're getting these hops flavors and these hop characteristics that are like flowers and like saffron yeah. and like weird shit, you know, and and it it comes across as something other than just a bitter slap in the face. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I think that, that, that goes back to you know, there's a beer for everybody. You just have to try enough to find it. And sure. And what that, I mean, we, we've had, in Oakdale, you know, we've been open for almost five years. And okay. When, when, when last fall first opened, we had to fight the battle of what is craft beer, you know, because not sure. a lot of people were aware of what that was yeah. when they, when the brewery opened. So there's a, a, an education aspect there. And I think that what, what we were lucky enough to be able to do is, is let people's palates grow with, with our breadth of beers that we brewed, you know, sure. oh, now we're making an oatmeal stout. No one knows what that is. Well, we're gonna we're gonna learn that together. <laughs> yeah, let's and, find out. And, and and getting you know getting further into that is is that we had a lot of people come in and say, you know, I don't I don't like IPAs. Well, why not? Well, they're too bitter. Okay, well, okay. try a New England style IPA. Sure, it's the opposite of bitter, right? Yeah, they're soft and, and silky and and yeah. fruit forward, or you know. Try try you, this double. Yeah, you're thinking try this triple. Yeah, like you're thinking oh, you're because you're just when you say I don't like IPAs, they're too bitter. People think a, a classic West like Sierra Nevada torpedo. Sure. Classic West Coast bitter, bitter tiny, bitter, 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 and it's so even within that single style, there's a, a bunch of different options. Let alone in the overall offering of beers, there's a bunch of different options for people. So exactly. getting people to to understand like hey. Craft beer isn't just Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. 
yeah. there's so much more um, was was what we got to do when we first opened and I think that that's really helped us grow as a brewery in terms of the beers we want to brew right. because our customers are growing with us in terms of the beers they want to drink which, which was a really really fun thing to, to yeah, tell people hey this is yeah, it says IPA but just, just taste it it's not yeah. you know it's not what you think well it goes back to just like this like you said if, if someone came to your it came to your tap room and they're like hey give me a stout and you pour them this golden stout they're gonna be like what the fuck dude yeah. <laughs> I ordered a stout and then they're gonna taste it and be like oh shit my bad yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean and it's like that's the thing too, and as, and you said it right, and that's and that's exactly it. As your your menu is expanding, so is the palate of the people that are drinking. Yeah. And the more people that drink more, the more people that drink more beers, the more that people are going to want more beers. Yeah. And yeah. and the beauty of it again, I go back to. I, I, I have like those those heavy like dessert stouts like I got a couple that I you know like Sticky Monkey from uh, Firestone Walker and um, and I got one of the cinnamon roll the Sticky Bun ones from Burning Barrel like I save those I find those beers throughout the year and I save them I lay them I lay them up and I drink them for Christmas yeah I don't know why but for me a Christmas beer is a very very sweet stout beer I, yeah. I drink it for breakfast I have yeah. I cook yeah. breakfast for Christmas for my family it's like a tradition like yeah. all, all our relatives come over I cook a big ass breakfast and I drink I usually drink three or four of those beers and pass out for a couple hours you know how <laughs> we do but um, <laughs> but for me it's like it's just cool to have like a variety of beers for every occasion oh, to where, where you're just like okay you know today it's uh, or like you'll go out and you'll get those like um you know, like a session IPA, and you're out in the sun, and you're like, God damn, this beer is fucking perfect. Yeah, you're on the this. lawnmower, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, you know? Beer for you. so it's just like, it's just cool to see that the, um, it's cool to see the variety in, in beer chains. Like I said, coming from where, you know, when I first started drinking beers, it's <laughs> Heineken's and yeah. fucking Sierra Nevada. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Corona was a microbrew. Get yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then to see like. Now you're coming. Now we got shit like a a golden oaky. You know, we got yeah. shit like a fucking berry pie sour, yeah. and it's like, it's just cool to see such a transition. And again, not just the palate of of the people drinking it, but the variety that these people are willing to make. And like, yeah, you guys going like, hey man, you know all the fucking street carts fucking uh, fruit trucks. Yeah. Let's make a beer after that. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like, so I. Just to, just to come up with the creativity and just be like, fuck, can we make a beer taste like that? Like, yeah. I don't know. Let's fucking try. What, what I love about, I keep saying what I love about this industry. You can obviously tell I really love my job, but yeah, um, you're what I, one of the yeah, few people. Yeah. <laughs> what I think is really cool about it is, is what you just said. You know, you can, if, if I want to brew a Saison, I right. can. I, I know what it takes to brew a size song, right? There are right. style, you know, there's a style guidelines you should stick to, sure. you know, to make a traditional beer, whether it's a sure. Saison or a Hefeweizen or a Doppelbach or whatever. Yeah. But what I what I really love about where craft beer has gone, and, and I think some people will say this is a negative because things are starting to get kind of crazy. I just saw a brewery come out with a beer that's supposed to taste like a chili dog. I don't know. Dude, I, that, did you see the beer that they're doing at Clamsteak? Yeah, yeah. The oyster, salted yeah. oyster yeah. roll, and and I'm, I'm like, I, I. Yes, I'm gonna drink it. Yeah. Okay. First off, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm just gonna be all. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm gonna fucking drink it. I'm gonna try it. Is, yeah. is it weird as shit that a beer tastes like an oyster roll? How about this? 
I don't fucking know yet. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. And so <laughs> it might be the best fucking beer I've ever had. I really don't yeah, know. And, and so that's that's that's. And they use real yeah fucking oysters. Yeah, that they turn that into they boiled, boiled up. afterwards. Are you serious? And they ate them. Yeah. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 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 amazing. Yeah, what I was getting at, you know, is, is you can brew you can brew our traditional styles, right? And, and yeah. you should be able to do those well. Any brewer. Worth his weight should be able to brew absolutely a Blondale or a, a Hefeweizen or yep. a, you know single West Coast IPA and do yep. it well, right? But but on the flip side of that, when we get into our small local breweries that are just kind of getting weird because it's fun, you can say weird. you can say I want I want a beer to taste like a berry pie. How do I instead of saying how do I make this style taste like this thing? You can say yeah. how do I just make uh, what what I'm eating? This yeah. lemon cheesecake. How about, I want to make a beer that tastes like that. How about fuck a pie? Or yeah. how about fuck a style? <laughs> yeah. Let's make a pie beer. You know <laughs> what I mean? Fuck a pie. Well, that's, uh, that's a, yeah, yeah, American pie. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you gonna do? So should we throw it out? Yeah. Throw it's, uh, it out. So there's a um, on the bottom of our, our date code on our cans for the berry pie is that uh, it's just oh it's so fresh. It's a it's a cool oh, that's American cool. pie. Oh, it's so yeah. <laughs> that's um, awesome. But yeah, you can you can say you know what I don't I don't really want to brew. Oh, and then the and then the golden yeah. stout says stay, stay golden. golden. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right, yeah, you, can, you can say I don't really want to brew a style of beer. I want to brew a beer that tastes like this, and then right. you can go in that direction. Dude, and yeah. I think that it's if if you if you're a brewery that has that balance that can do you know your traditional styles well, but they right. can also do. Some crazy shit that tastes like, right? You know, a, a berry pie, or or, or it tastes like, uh, you know, the a cinnamon one, roll, whatever. The one that always got me was the luscious layers from Burning Barrel. Oh yeah. yeah. I, how the fuck do you make a, a yeah. coconut cream pie? And I remember when Hank showed that to, he's all, "Have you have you tried this beer yet?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh no, dude, I don't even understand it. It's I some still of it's can't. Mind bending. Yeah. I still can't yeah. understand it. It's yeah. it's mind boggling. Yeah." You know, your mind. mind's in a bottle. Oh, <laughs> and you can't, your thoughts are just, They're yeah. stuck in there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, again, it goes back to um, just the how much I love the creativity, how much I love the innovation, how much I love the, the collaboration, and just people, like, I see this, like, I know this beer, I know this is a beer that you tried another beer and you were like, that was good. I want to try something different. I want to try and make something else. And you made this beer. I'm going to put real fucking pies in it, see what happens. I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. And and to to see that and to see the progression of these beers to go from just, uh, um, you know, like I said, your simple bullshit. And even, dude, like, I've I've been to so many, so many uh, brewers, breweries that are just shit I mean to be honest like I've been to a bunch of beer a bunch of breweries that I was bummed about you know cause like because I've been to breweries like this I've been to breweries that have these crazy types of beers and you know for me I go there and I go hey what are you guys drinking what are yeah. you what, what, who's the brewer yeah. what's he drinking yeah that's the, that's what I, I don't give a fuck about whatever else yeah. and then you know I've been to some brewers where they're like oh shit okay check this out this is some barrel aged shit we yeah. got you know nobody drinks it because they don't know or whatever and I'm like that's what I'm looking for yeah so it's cool to see like the the progression of everybody come up to, to, to meet these styles, to meet yeah. these kind of, um, these, uh, the, like, objective levels, you know? You want to look, you're looking for something that is unique, you're looking for something that is creative, you're looking for something that is different, and that's, that's what we're able to find now, 
which is, I mean, to me, it's amazing. Because, yeah. like I said, I, I, I was looking for beers like this 20 years ago, and yeah. they, they didn't exist. Well, not only did they not exist, like, if you were to, I, I, I couldn't even imagine asking someone, hey, do you have a, do you have a beer that's, like, got some real, like, strong fruit flavors in it? It's probably made with fruit and maybe has a pie crust finish, but it's, like, 8% alcohol and kind of sour. Yeah, They'd yeah. be like, get the fuck out yeah, of my store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, here's a warhead and a fucking uh, Heineken. Yeah, get in the back. Go, you know, go do what you gotta do. Do whatever yeah. you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I think that that's like a good point to make is, is with, with where we've got. As I said earlier, that guy was wearing a Dying Breed hoodie, just oh, walking sweet. out. Yeah, hell yeah. Shout out Dying Breed again. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Um, with with that in mind, you know, thinking that we've decided as you know small craft breweries. One to say stay small, and what that means is that you have such control, more control over your product, that you can you can make whatever you want, you can do crazy things. I think the the biggest takeaway from that, apart from the innovation and like the continued wanting to do something crazy to to do something new and cool, doing something new and cool is always always awesome. But yeah. And, and again, it can get a little wild. I don't know if a chili dog beer is something I want. So there are limits. But but with all that said, you know what? as you said earlier. I would drink it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd try I try it. I want a chili dog beer I, to go it. with that oyster beer I, that they got. <laughs> and I'll drink them on the same I, fucking I, podcast. I'd try it, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd, I don't, I'm not sure if I'd like it, but I'd try it. But, but what I'm getting at is with, with all of that creativity and kind of push of what can I do that's the craziest it can get a little wild, but at the same time, you can bring more people into the world of craft beer. As you just said, your wife doesn't drink beer at all. No. And then she had just that fruit from Penn State, and she goes, I drink beer now. That, right. that I'll drink. She and asked so, me to get some. Yeah. So we'll like, get, You know what yeah, I mean? That's crazy. We'll get we'll get more people into sure. into craft beer, and, and maybe she goes, oh, that does that other beer that kind of tastes like just that food? I'll try that one too then. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? So right. the, I think that, that push of innovation from us just being creative and wanting to do something new right. can also lead to a push of, of getting new people to enjoy that. Exactly. And, and because you're doing something that maybe wasn't necessarily available five, and ten hey, years dude, ago. Maybe some Cheeto-fingered fat kid down in, in <laughs> yeah, a basement yeah, yeah, needs yeah. a chili dog beer. Maybe I don't I, know. I don't, I don't want to keep harking on it, but, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, just, I saw it today and I was like, right, that sounds so crazy. So is it, are they trying to make it taste like a chili dog? Yeah. Okay. It is okay. described as a, I believe, a smoked amber ale with chili seasoning. Okay. So, and and they want the hot dog I mean, water? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope it's good. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I just the first example that popped in my sure, head sure. as, as when, <laughs> well, it, it, when 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 you think of go like going far. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, o- oyster roll yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and chili dog. That's and that's I, my limit. <laughs> I, I've heard of oyster stouts before. Okay. So that, but still, the idea is like. What? It's weird. It, it's weird to think, but then when you, it, if you're somebody who has a complex palate, or somebody, I, I worked in restaurants for like ten years, and I have a pretty good palate, to, to, yeah. you know, so I could see the similarities of like some oysters, like even some mushrooms. I could see yeah. like you doing like a like a Philly cheesesteak kind of thing, or, or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? I could see it. it I, does that mean we should? You know, right. you know what I'm yeah. saying. It's one of those things. It's like we we've we've we only asked ourselves if we could, not if we should. <laughs> yeah, not if we should. No, I think I, I mean, and there, I that's all to say that 
I think there are limits to how crazy you can get. Sure. Or you maybe you should get. Right. But that doesn't mean don't do it. Do it. No, I mean. please and, do and, it. And let's maybe that'll inspire another great beer to happen because of that idea. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it's all about is is inspiration and innovation, in my opinion. And I want you to go. I want you to go to the crazy point to where I drink that when yeah. I go, okay, guys. Yeah, that's my limit. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's me. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, right I on. Think. Well, hey, man, I just want to say thank you for coming down. I appreciate yeah. you being here. I appreciate getting the inside of uh, uh, brewing. And again, I will. I, I got to get out there and check out the um, the tap room. I'd love to come out and brew with you guys if I ever have time off. Yeah, yeah. You're, but you're more than welcome to. Um, come down and again, it's uh, First Street in Oakdale. What yeah, is it? Or, uh, last last call brewing. One 159 North First Avenue in Oakdale. We've you know we've yep. got our tap room there, 16 beers on tap, uh, quite a few more in cans usually, yeah. and we're open every day except for Tuesday. You can find us on Instagram at Last Call Brewing, on Facebook at Last Call Brewing, and our website is www.lastcalbrewco.com. Awesome. And uh, again, thanks for coming. Appreciate the beer, man. It's been awesome, dude. I love it. And uh, again, if you guys are in the Modesto area, definitely come down. Food Fix, Butcher and Baker. Uh, we're here on 11th Street. Um, amazing food, amazing brews. You can get these cans right now. They got four packs all day. Yeah. So we've got uh, these two plus our. Uh, we just released a hazy triple IPA. Oh yeah, the always saucy. Always saucy. It's and I'm gonna I'm gonna drink one after this. I don't think we're gonna do it on the air, but I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna do I'm I'm gonna drink overtime for free. For free. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even gonna charge anybody. So uh, it's not the yeah, best of Patreon content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll be my extra one on Patreon. So yeah, get down to the last call, you guys. Uh, check out their beers. Their stuff's amazing. Uh, thanks again, Walter. Appreciate you. And, Thank you. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Cheers. Bye.